Well, well, well. Welcome back to Am, Am I, I right, right, ladies? <laughs> you gotta introduce yourself, oh, Lou. Yeah. Um, this is Victoria. This is Feliciana. We're just so excited for this week that like she forgot her name. <laughs> She forgot she had to introduce herself. Guys, Beyonce is this week. We've been planning this since February. Yes. And somehow we're still scrambling for our, our outfits. <laughs> At least my shoes are on point. Yes. That's all that matters. Yes. We have the boots. We got the boots. Not with the fur this time. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just like so happy right now. I'm so happy that we got to do our little warm up. Yes. I'm happy that we have its concert. It's gonna be so much fun. Yes, and that's our last week together in person oh for a little God. bit. We we're not gonna have a podcast out for probably the next couple weeks. Um, we gotta figure out logistics and stuff like that. But don't you worry, everyone. Maybe we like we'll just start like a season three. Maybe we should start a season three. Yeah. We're going to go on a little two-week hiatus. Two-week hiatus, for sure. But we'll be back. Yeah. I mean, we definitely deserve it. We definitely need it. We've been... The last few weeks have been a lot for us. Yes. And I'm moving across country, so it's going to be a lot. I'm going to miss you so much. I'm going to (laughs) cry. The way after Beyonce is just going to be tears the entire oh, time my God. it's like our last moment the end of an era it's the end of an era but the beginning of such a good era as yes, well for sure such a good era well what's your ick of the week oh my god so crazy that you asked <laughs> um well i kind of told you a little bit already earlier but oh, you did yeah so something really tragic happened to me this week um and maybe I deserve it because I've always had a little bit of ego for having like a full grown pinky toenail. <laughs> and I know it's kind of rare these days and a privilege. And I took that for granted because this week I unfortunately lost my pinky toenail. You lost your pinky toenail? It, yes, I experienced a loss. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like, I must have stubbed my toe or something, but I didn't really realize it until maybe a day later or something like that. But so, are you your own ick? Yes, I am my own ick <laughs> because I've always been a bitch that hated, not hated, but I guess like made fun m- of, made fun of girls okay. or just people in general that couldn't grow a pinky toenail. Like, I've always been really proud of being able to grow my own pinky toenail. And right, because it's what else are people gonna do? Have a freaking transplant? Well, the thing <laughs> is, like, I was freaking out when it fell off, and like, it just randomly fell off. It just, well, yeah, it, like, came, well, it like ripped off a little bit. Ew! Trigger warning. A little late, <laughs> <laughs> but like it, like kind of ripped off, and then yeah, like I have like a tiny little sliver of t- nail, and I've never had that before. That's so embarrassing. Yeah, and like I, I told one of my friends, my cousin. I'm really close with her and i like mm-hmm. told her i was like oh my god like my peanut toenail fell off like i don't know what to do like this is crazy and then she's like bitch like i don't have one of those either and she sent me a picture of her pinky toe Ew. and she's like yeah it's like filled in with acrylic but the thing is like they filled it in with acrylic but it's still like a sliver of a toenail oh that's embarrassing 
I'm like, oh my god, like is this my life now? Like this has it been will the grow back. I hope so. I'll give you an update in like six months. But like <laughs> this your has been... toes grow faster than that. Or your toenails <laughs> grow faster than that. Well, this has really been one of the most humbling experiences. Now I get to like walk in the shoes of people that aren't as privileged to grow a pinky toenail. And I'm just really sorry to anybody that I've judged for their lack of pinky toenail. This is a real moment for you. Yeah. Like, I really – I'm humbled. <laughs> I, I'm i just at a loss for words. Mm. I can't believe, like, this is my life now. It's not going to be your life forever. Well, it is right now. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, I'm my own ick because – This I'm, is growth. Yeah, it's growth, guys. This, this shows an era, a mm. new era. <laughs> um, so I would just like to preface this with like during 2020, I never watched The Tiger King or whatever it is. Oh, that yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, so like I didn't watch it at all. Like I wasn't part of the hype, I guess you could say. Like I just didn't find it interesting. I thought it was all just super annoying and I got through like halfway through the first episode. Anyway, I was like thinking this week and I really do not care if someone's face gets mauled off by their exotic cat. If you own a tiger or a lion just like in your house randomly, I hope there is footage one day of your face being ripped off because you deserve it. There is in no world you should be like buddy buddy with a t like liger <laughs> with a tiger or a lion or anything like that like that is my it. people that think it's fun and cute to own an exotic animal unless you have like a nature reserve where you're trying to save the animals or like there's an animal that's seriously injured out in the wild and you're trying to protect it and save it or your um what's that guy's name steve Irwin. yeah steve Irwin's kids there is no reason why you should be out here just willy-nilly hanging out with tigers or lions. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that if you own an exotic animal, you deserve to have your face ripped off. And I have no empathy for you. Don't care. That's mm. my ick of the week. People that own exotic animals, they aren't meant to be owned. And also, like, if you're making, like, a Carol Baskin joke or a Tiger King joke in 2023, that's a really big ick as well. I just have to say oh, that. Yeah. But will I still sing the song sometimes if I hear the name Carol? Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. <laughs> You're such a millennial. <laughs> okay, but tell me that wasn't funny. It was at one, one point. At one point in 2020, it was funny. Dang, that was almost that was three and a half years ago. Whatever. It's depressing. Let's not talk about it. What we do want to talk about this week, though is the queen bee herself beyonce knows beyonce, beyonce giselle knows carter so where should we start i guess like from the beginning yes i would agree with that beyonce giselle knows was born on september 4th 1981 in houston texas virgo virgo and that's the day of our Lord and Savior's birth. <laughs> um, she started singing at an early age and like won 
lots of like talent shows and impressing lots of audience with her uh, singing and dancing capabilities. And like, honestly, that doesn't surprise me. So yeah, sorry, not sorry. Like, <laughs> it's just doesn't surprise me. No. And then when she was eight, she auditioned for an all girls entertainment group mm -hmm. called Girls Time mm -hmm. with three other or four other girls. And mm -hmm. they rapped and danced on the talent show circuit in Houston. Mm -hmm. And in 1995, Beyonce's father resigned to, from his job to manage that group. After he started managing the group, he decided to cut the group from one girl. So they were before mm -hmm. and so two of the girls, Latoya Luckett and Lativa Robertson, were kind of unhappy with Beyonce's dad's managing of the band, and they were eventually replaced with Farrah Franklin and Michelle Williams. Mm. Um, after the split, Beyonce was like really depressed, and the media like blamed her publicly for, you know, the split of the band. And um, but after the split, Beyonce was really depressed and the media blamed her for causing the group to disband and at the same time like her long her long-term boyfriend left her and mm -hmm. so it was like really severe it lasted for a few years her depression and she would keep herself in her bedroom for days and refuse to eat anything and she really struggled to speak about it because at that time uh, destiny's child had also won their first grammy and so like if she came out about it like mm -hmm. she was scared that nobody would take her serious yeah and so she really confided in her mother and like said that her mother was the one that really helped her get through it mm -hmm. um and then after that farah left and it was just beyonce kelly and michelle i mean she also wrote so many songs for um destiny's child when she was with them like yeah one really renowned one obviously is bootylicious mm -hmm. like apparently they were on set doing a photo shoot and she was just humming about like i remember watching an interview and she's like she's just humming like thinking about different words and just being like oh you can't handle this blah 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 and then out came bootylicious yes um it wasn't until like 2003 um that her solo career like really took center stage and that's when she re released her first album dangerously in love and it became like a huge success both for like both for her like commercially and critically so like she i think the rest of the world really started seeing her as not just like oh this pop artist that's part of a group no like this is mm -hmm. this is like a diamond this is the next you know big star and that's when she worked with a number of different artists like missy elliott sean paul and of course jay-z um at this point in time they were rumored to be dating and like we're not gonna get into it but that's kind of creepy she was 18 and he was once more <laughs> but let's not let's let's not get into it um and then she continued to like put out like her studio albums such as um like that 2006 b-day and yeah. that had hits such as irreplaceable and deja vu and that's when she also that's like near the same year that she starred in dream girls which was like a huge success and really put her on the map and thinking back to it like this is like the very beginning of her career and me like thinking about it like as a kid because i remember when these songs started coming out and when she started being featured in these movies mm -hmm. 
I thought she was already critically acclaimed. I thought she was already on top. No, yeah. no, 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 no. This woman was only just getting started. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think that, like, the music community or, like, the rest of the world, like, took her that seriously. But yeah. me as, like, this little, like, elementary school girl, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Beyonce. She's, like, killing it. And then... I didn't know you could get any bigger than she was, but look at her now. I know. And, like, I remember my mom had the B-Day album in Spanish. She oh. would literally play that, like, on Sundays on cleaning days. Like, she would play that, like, while cleaning. Like, I remember that. Like, Irreplaceable in Spanish is so good. I just have to say that. But that's, like, <laughs> one of my favorites. I was going to say, like, some of, like, the crazy heights in her career. Like, mm-hmm. in 2013, she performed the American National Album um for at president obama's second inauguration and in she DC. performed she did both both she did both but then it was crazy because like she did that second inauguration and then literally the next month she was performing at the super bowl halftime show like headlining could you imagine just doing back to back also she did super bowls back to back yes um, which was that's like unheard of yeah and actually the super bowl i don't know what the xlvii means it's irrelevant it's some sports thing but the super bowl xlvii uh in new orleans was stands as the second most tweeted about moment in history at two hundred and sixty-eight thousand tweets per minute and then it's so crazy how at the super bowl 50 that she wasn't even the headliner like coldplay was the headliner but then beyonce was like what the like I'm the sorry, side like was... i don't huh yeah like a super bowl 50... no way yeah like coldplay was supposed to be the headliner and beyonce was just there like as a support i don't know what that like i was like, i don't even surprised. remember them existing i remember bruno mars and beyonce singing together that was yeah Fra- chef's kiss i don't even know like does coldplay really have a big fan base like just a size yes let's let's not <laughs> i might i might just cut that out because i don't want to get canceled <laughs> are we like offending the coldplay fans I'm i sorry. think we might be offending the i literally fans. never okay you don't have to put this in there but like i've literally never met anybody who's like oh, i'm such a big fan of coldplay that was half of our team at our last job this must be like a washington thing like i, I think it's just a I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a bubble and like, I don't know. Anyway, mm. we can continue. <laughs> and then in 20, okay, so in 2016, when Beyonce released uh, Formation on title, I was really annoyed about Wait, why I was really annoyed of everything being on title. Like, do you remember titled T-I-D or t-i-d-a-l it was no. like a, it was like a streaming platform like for music like a no. spotify and it was like trying to be a thing and oh my gosh i do remember that and you couldn't get a hold of formation okay yeah, yeah you yeah, couldn't yeah. watch it unless you were on like made an account and yeah. signed up for a title or like i think when she released lemonade like lemonade was released solely on title at first but can we also talk about her her um self-named album beyonce oh yeah when it came out and that was i think 2013 or 2014 it was like the most sold like album 
mm-hmm. in iTunes history yeah. at that point in time. And she didn't have any marketing. She just dropped it randomly. No one knew it was coming out. Mm-hmm. There was no merch. There was no like hint. She had already been like super low key about everything. She, I think she had just given birth to Blue. Like Blue was still just like a baby. So she had been like super low key for a couple years. Because she had announced her pregnancy at the VMAs in, what, 2011, I think it was. And then she just randomly dropped that album and everyone was shooketh. Can we talk about, like, Sasha Fierce real quick? Yeah. So she, I was reading about it and she made that persona to, like, get over her stage fright. Yeah, I did read about that And then I think it was in... In an interview, she talked about how she killed Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Sasha, like, that, like, stage persona no longer exists. And she's just straight up Beyonce, which I love. She's, like, I used her for what she's worth. I had that persona. And she doesn't need the persona anymore. She doesn't need the persona anymore. She is Beyonce. Yeah. I love that. I love her so much. I also read about how in her vocal training, her dad would make her run a mile while like singing to make her a stronger performer and it was like in the middle of the summer in the south too so like this is humid you wanna you're already stepping outside and you already look like you took a freaking shower yeah and he made her run a mile or so just to help her like being able to like sing and dance at the same time which like mad respect but that makes sense though yeah it does make sense but like that's that's what puts you that's what separates you from the rest of them yeah she's an athlete she she is not no i don't mean to laugh at that but she is an athlete no 100 percent. this isn't kind of, this isn't really like the same on the same thing but i mm-hmm. love how she's so multifaceted mm-hmm. like she has a huge passion for art like it's very well known that she loves paris like i mean Look at the songs her man sings. Yeah. Blank in Paris. Come on. She rented out like a whole arena to rehearse for Renaissance there too. I mean. Like she just. And she has like a really nice home there too. Like where like a full, well not full time, but part time home. But she has a real love for art. And she, she has been to documented. It's been documented that she's been seen visiting the louvre in paris four times in 10 years and then to rent out the entire building with jay-z to film the music video for their song ape shit oh yeah but like that's just documented times that she's been there you know darn well like only four times in the course of 10 years if she lives in paris she's been there all the time but they have to like close down the whole booth for that it's beyonce yeah i mean i would do that for free for beyonce (laughs) Are you kidding me? I wouldn't ask for a dime. I'd be like, of course. Mm. But after that music video came out, that museum had over 10 million visitors in the year 2018, breaking previous record of 2012 of 9.7 million. And that's her impact. And that's her impact on art. It was actually really crazy. Like, I was reading about how... um... I was reading about how she was literally having like stadiums and arenas like they have like a, some arenas have a cap on how many concerts they can do per year or whatever and she literally had stadiums lifting those like uh 
constraints just for her i mean what are you stupid why wouldn't you lift those constraints? i know like there was um an alliance stadium that's in uh new south wales mm -hmm. and um the new south wales government ended a 57 year ban on holding more than four concerts per year at the stadium just for the renaissance tour there was a 30-year cap on sydney's alliance stadium that was lifted after beyonce's announcement of the tour and so it's like a stadium where basically i'm like who's gonna you know have yeah, beyonce as a venue so of course she has to have the best venue she of well of course and this tour renaissance alone is supposed to be um yeah, it's expected to be well it's supposed to be now the highest grossing tour by a female artist in history and it's expected to make more than two billion by the end of october according to forbes that's an estimate i would also just like to point out that beyonce became the first black woman to headline coachella and it was dubbed baychella um and it featured a 200 person band um and it they had like their signature bk on their uniforms because it's beyonce Knowles. there's eight months of intense rehearsals i saw that and she like went on a diet oh my that. god i can never forget when she's like no sugar no carbs what no what no like, no meat like yeah. she's she's definitely plant-based she's well known for being a plant-based eater mm. you know what if beyonce's a plant-based eater I might have to be a plant-based eater. <laughs> Girl, please. <laughs> Shut up. I also saw in 2018, she was on Vogue's cover for a September issue. Mm -hmm. And she specifically chose um, Tyler Mitchell to photograph her shoot. Mm -hmm. It made him the first Black photographer to shoot for Vogue's cover ever. Isn't that fucking sad? that's embarrassing for vogue that's really embarrassing but I mean, like i'm glad that she had that was able to have that influence she had that impact yeah she's also extremely 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 involved in editing producing creative like everything over everything that she does mm -hmm. and i think it's so amazing how she's like so nitpicky like nothing is ever the best like i've seen videos of her be like no 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 no, we're gonna redo this and she's in there sweating and doing the work with her people as well like i just i love it and i was thinking the other day like you know how people are like oh i met like so and so like talking about a celebrity and they're like oh they were horrible they were a bitch they were this they were that mm -hmm. or like they witnessed them be like horrible and all that and i'm like but have you ever been a female in a male-dominated industry or an industry where if they aren't that way, yeah, what they want done is not going to happen or what no. needs to be done is not going to happen? So I think now that I've thought about it like that, like I take everything with a grain of salt because – Yeah, like when you see – like I always think back like how people like – label women as like difficult to work with mm -hmm. and things like that when it's like literally just them demanding the bare minimum yeah or like drawing boundaries at excellence yeah and it's just like it's just because someone's drawing boundaries for themselves or wants something you know is done a specific way yeah like doesn't make them difficult to work with like mm -mm. or being like bitchy or whatever 
So I have a friend of a friend that lives in New York and has a kid. And they were out in like the botanical gardens or the conservatory or whatever. And they had their kid like running around and playing and they saw this other couple there and they had their small child with them and their two the two kids got along so they were just running around playing they struck up a conversation with the other parents super down to earth super low-key just like the most friendly people you ever met they walked away and they're like they look familiar it was beyonce and jay-z with blue ivy carter like and that just goes to show how down to earth these people are yeah like she wants she just wants to live her life Mm -hmm. she wants a private life but you're gonna think i'm a little obsessed with this but i learned that four is her favorite number so jay-z was born on the fourth of whatever month i don't care it's jay-z um but she was obviously born on september 4th Mm -hmm. thing that happened in her life that's four so the ivy yeah. So rumor has it she named her blue Ivy so that it's the I and then the V for Ivy. Oh. So four. And that was her like little, you know, moment yeah. to be like. That's cute. Four, which I think is so cute. There's just. There's just so much. There's just so much. She's such a talented person. Mm-hmm. Like. Did you see the video of Diana Ross singing happy birthday oh to her? Oh, my God. The way she ran down those stairs to stand next to Diana Ross, the way she thanked her in front of a stadium full of people. But I was just like, Beyonce knows her place. Like, like Diana Ross is the Diana Ross. Yeah. But she was just so humbled in the presence of Diana Ross when she's, like, literally Beyonce. She looked like a child. She was so excited yes, and so happy. It was so sweet. That was such a magical moment. Yeah. I would have gave anything to be at that show. Anything. We're not that level of influencer where a company can pay us. To but you know what, you guys? <laughs> you can help us get there. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I just saw all these, like, influencers, like, going to her concert that night on her birthday, like, getting paid, like, by a brand to, like, go. And I was just like, I wish that was me. The way I have been listening. So, on iTunes, I'm – who uses iTunes anymore? Apple Music. <laughs> the way I've been on Apple Music listening to her set list and just practicing in the shower because you are not going to catch me not knowing one single word to this entire concert because <laughs> I just want to when I'm not standing there crying in her presence I'm going to be singing and dancing yes this is our time to let loose and have fun so you guys will be there on Thursday and we ordered stickers so you should DM us if you happen to be going to the Beyonce concert we would love to give you a sticker yes because they're cute. I must say, they're really stinking cute. And also, like, we just want to say hi. We literally want to say hi. And, yeah. And we want to see your outfit. Oh, my gosh. It's probably going to be way better than mine. Everybody's going to look so good. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. I feel like a little kid. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tomorrow night. <laughs> like, you know how little kids can't sleep the night before? Like, yeah. they're so excited about something. Like, I'm going to have to take, like, or melatonin to put myself to bed. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just so excited and it's kind of like a really good moment for us to be closing one chapter and opening another one yeah. together. 
I'm so proud of us. Should this just be how, like, we close out season two? This is how we close out season two, talking about the queen herself. We will see you next season, you guys. Next and the season. format. It's going to be a little different. Possibly. Maybe we'll upload to YouTube as well. We'll keep you updated. Yes, yeah, so we want to do a video format, too, mm-hmm. so you guys can see what we look like. Well, I mean, you probably already you know, know, what, we know like, what we look like. But you can see us, like, actually talk and interact, which would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's going to be a little different because we're not going to be, like, near each other, but... That's okay. Yeah, we're hoping to have that, again, like, in two weeks, so... Two weeks' time. That is the goal. So, okay. All right. I don't know how to wrap this up. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye! Bye! <laughs>